Parshas Toldos. We're going to touch upon, you know, you never want to call it the most famous question in the Parsha because then everyone has 17 versions of what's the most famous question in the Parsha. But the question, the Brachis, Yaakov, Esav, Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov coming in, dressed up like Esav, the famous statement of Akol Kol Yaakov Aydaim de Esav, which uh, for Menachem is the teaser that we'll talk about this more on Shabbos, give a little more of the numerical, gematrial, uh, hidden part of the Kol Kol Yaakov Adayim days of, oh, we just started, please, perfect timing, perfect timing, coming in. So, uh, where's my ISIS? Oh, no, no, it's okay, we'll do it later, later ISIS, later ISIS. Later ISIS. So, Esav, Esav Yaakov Yitzchak, okay? So let's, let's dive right in. Surely you actually asked me this question at the beginning of the week, a little bit of the impetus of uh, today's shear. In how David Yaakov Avinu lie? How do you lie? The whole story is bizarre. And we're going to try to give two different approaches. Two different approaches. But what I would like to introduce these approaches with, the words of the Sfas Emes, that what we're going to learn tonight, the Sfas Emes calls, Valzeh Hoya Iker Brias Ha'adam. The main creation of man is this idea. It's a pretty uh, bold statement. Pretty bold statement of the Sfas Emes. That's what he says, that this idea is going to be the Iker, the main creation of man. So hopefully by the time we walk out of here tonight, we're going to have a little bit of a new, doesn't have to be new, could be that we knew this all along, but a fresh perspective on life and what our job is to do in this world and what we're supposed to be doing. So let's dive right in. And for those who that's not enough to figure out what the Iker the main purpose of this world is, the Svasemis also says that we're going to talk about the greatest blessing to ever exist. Says the Svasemis, Ein kli machzik bracha ela shalim. What's the greatest blessing? Shalim. Name of Hashem. Why is shalim the greatest blessing? Because no vessel holds blessing like shalim. So two motives. If you're one that needs a bracha, you can focus on the second motive. This is going to be something that's going to bring bracha. For those who want to work on themselves internally, this is going to be the Iker Brias Adam. So the point that we like to try to figure out here is Yaakov Avinu comes in, he's lying to his father, he's saying that he's Esav. Yitzchak seemingly doesn't know what's going on over here. He's asking him questions, who are you, what's going on, your voice is of Yaakov, you're feeling like Esav. And finally he gives him the bracha. But I'd like to point out a little bit of a later Pasuk. What happens later? Esau finally comes in. And Esau says, Ta, here's the food. I prepared you a wonderful meal. Vayemer lo Yitzchik Aviv. Yitzchik says, Mi Who are you? Vayemer, ani bincha becharcha Esau. I'm Esau, remember? You sent me to get the food, I'm here. Vayecherad Yitzchik charado gedayla. Yitzchik Avinu starts trembling an incredible trembling. He realizes the whole world just crumbled in front of his eyes. He realizes that everything that just happened was one big fake. Everything that just happened was seemingly a lie. And he says, Who is the other person? Who is that other guy that came in and I blessed him? So right now, if we were to put a picture of what's going on here, Yitzchak Avinu, Adar, is trembling. To think about such a thing is, you know, 
not really so uh, 2022 friendly. You know, we don't like to view Gedolim and Sadiqim as being people that tremble and people that make mistakes and people that don't understand what's going on. But the Pasuk teaches us that Yitzhak Avinu is sitting there and he doesn't know what's going on. And the Ramban here on the Pasuk says, He's like, Mamish losing himself over here. Because the whole world just crumbled in front of him. So what does Yitzhak respond right now? He's trembling. He realizes he messed up. He gave the bracha to the wrong kid. He was duped. He was tricked. Asaph's here, the one he wanted to give the bracha to. So what does he say right now? So maybe what he should say right now is, I made a mistake. Admit. Confess. Come clean. But it's not what he says. Yitzchak Avinu says, Gam Baruch Yehiyah. The bracha that I gave should continue. Says Rashi, why? Because no one should think that maybe I was tricked and I didn't want to do what I did. So even though right now he's trembling and he realizes the world is crushing underneath him, he says, Gam Baruch Yehiyah, what I did should continue. It should be a real bracha. Comes along this Vasemes and he says, from here you see the Iker, the main purpose of creation of man of this world is to do what? And we're just going to read a few, a few of his incredible words over here and then we'll explain a little bit deeper. Because the words are, are absolutely um, po- poetic. We have uh, some uh, poets amongst us. Let's, uh, this part is Okay, let's, let's, uh, we'll explain a little bit. The Medjur says that uh, your limbs, there are certain limbs in your body that are in your control and there are certain parts of your body that are not in control. What does that mean? You are not in control of your ears. You are not in control of your nose. You're not even in control of your eyes. You could close your eyes, but something could appear in front of you and you can't choose not to see it. You can't choose not to hear something. You can't choose not to smell something. You could choose not to eat something. You could choose not to touch something, and you could choose not to walk somewhere. But there are parts, some limbs of your body which you're in control of, and some parts of your body you're not in control of. Says the Svaz Ms. There's the eyes, the nose, and the ears that you're not in control of. But then he says startling words. Vim Adam Zaycha, and if you merit, Hakol Bershusai. Hakol Einoi Bershusai. Nothing should be in your power. Can we think about that for a moment? If I were to ask you, what's the greatest merit you would think to be in control? That, well, you would think that the highest level of tzaddik is one that can make sure that even that which goes into his nose, he's in control of. And somehow we could filter out his ears. And somehow we could filter out his eyes. Says the Medrash, no. The greatest thing is, if you're zaycha, nothing is in your rishos. Comes on this fast MS and he says the following beautiful words. What's a Russia? A Russia is someone that needs everything to be in his Rishas. A Russia is one that needs to be fully in control. What does a Tzadik want with his entire heart, his entire desire? What's a Tzadik? What's a righteous man? I'm not in control. I'm not in my power of what I'm doing. 
Ubemes, and we all know this. Hakolber Shasai Kadish Baruch, who everything is in charge of God. Rakshay Varim Elu Masum Adam Hashem gives us certain limbs that we at some level have control of. Shekfi Ritsoyna Yitumir Shusav Yaksulir Shusai Kadish Baruch. Hashem gives us control over our limbs to do what? To return that control back to Hashem. And this is the Iker Briyas Adam. And this is what Yitzchak Avinu did when he said, Gam Let's explain. The Iker Briyas Adam is to be completely not in control. Sounds startling. The main part of man is to be not in control? What do you mean? We want to be in control. We want to know what we're doing. We want to be planned. We want to be pragmatic, misudar, organized. Correct. But at the end of the day, who's controlling everything? Yes, you have to be planned. And yes, you want to have a motive of what you're always doing. But when the dust settles, who's making everything work? Hashem, God, makes it all work. Yitzchak Avinu, in the greatest show of this idea, he thinks he's in control. He thinks he could choose who to give the brachas to. He thinks that this person showed up and he did all his checks. Are you Esav? Are you Yaakov? He feels him. He asks him all the questions and he thinks he finally figured it out. And he gives him the bracha. And then what happens? Then this next person shows up and he says, who are you? Oh, I'm Esav. You're Esav. Oh, Yashem. I messed up. I did the total wrong thing. So what do you do at a moment when you realize that everything in the world is backwards? Hashem made that happen. That is what is supposed to happen. It should be blessed. He thinks back and he says, I tried my best. I did what I was supposed to do. And if that's what Hashem determined, that I should give the bracha to Yitzchak, that is the way it's supposed to be. Yaakov, excuse me. That is the way it's supposed to be. Even though he doesn't necessarily understand it. The Iker Bria Sa'adam, what is the main purpose of man? Why are we on this world? Not to be in control. We're on this world to take our control and return it back to Hashem. A Russia is the one that says, everything is in my control. And I heard uh, Y.Y. Jacobson said beautifully, he said, he said, you know, pre-corona, all the doctors were in control. They were running the world. They knew everything. They knew that we're going to double life man's expectancy and we're going to cure all disease. And all of a sudden, God came down and God said, I'm going to put something in this world that no one understands. No one could figure out. And then we'll, then we'll figure it out. Are, are you in control? Really? You think you're in control? <laughs> I'm going to shut down the entire world showing I'm in control. It's a, it's a bit of a startling statement, but... Uh, hopefully we're, we're far enough removed right now to appreciate it. What's a tzaddik? A tzaddik is one that desires that everything is bottled to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We still have to do, and now let's just clarify a little bit, because sometimes people hear this and say, okay, great, I'll do whatever I want, and God runs the world. Yes, you still have to try. <laughs> you still have to do a shtadlis, we'll call it. And if anyone's thinking this is obviously really what bitachon is, there's the hishtadlus to do whatever you need to do. But at the end of the day, when you, you, know, when you leave that office, when you cl- close the computer, when you turn it all off, when you come into a Shabbos, what do you say? Hakol bershos hakadish barachol. Hatzadik is the one that says, it's all to God. And sometimes, Yitzchak Avinu teaches us, we stand there and we see the world crumble in front of our eyes. 
what we think is right is wrong, and what we think we did is this, and we can't understand it, and it's a charada gedayla. He's trembling. I don't get it. So what do we say at that moment? Gam Whatever Hashem made me do, that was what obviously was supposed to happen, and that bracha should continue. So to answer our question that we started with, is why did, ya- why did Yaakov lie? So there's two ways of answering this question, and we're hopefully going to deal with both. One way is to view from the vantage point of Yaakov Avinu. What was he thinking when he was quote-unquote lying, which we'll get to in a moment. But whenever we learn Chumash, we always have to deal with it in two ways. One way is we have to go into the perspective of the person. What was he thinking? The other way is, one second, Hashem gave us the Torah. Maish Rabbeinu wrote this down. We spoke about this a little bit the other week. What are we supposed to learn from it? When we read a parsha and we see a Yaakov Avinu that lied, what do we take out from it? So that's what we're answering right here. You know what we take out from it? Hashem orchestrated this whole story for one reason, for that moment. For that incredible moment that Yitzchik is standing there realizing he messed up, realizing Esau is here, he gave the wrong bracha. What in the world am I going to do? For him to teach us this critical lesson, the Iker Brias Adam, is to do what? To fold to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this ultimately, how does this bring the greatest blessing? Because what is shalom? What is peace? Let's think about that for a moment. What is, what is peace? Peace is when everything works in tandem, correct? But peace, what? Good. But peace is also when everything could collide, collide, all the worlds. Let me, let me read you how, the, how this last Amit says it. He says that that's not the line, excuse me. He says that we have different desires and things are colliding and crashing. And the truth is, we could all go inside our own lives and our own psyches and our own uh, personalities and realize that we sometimes want this and we sometimes want that and Hashem wants this and Hashem wants that. So what is Shalim? Shalim is, is that when everything works. What does that mean everything works? I thought I want this and Hashem wants that. What does that mean? It's Shalom. Yitzhak Avinu thinks he messed up. No. Shalom is when you say, Hashem, you're the one in control. You're the one that is running everything. And that is the reason why that when you finally, and I think everyone in their own lives has their moments, and someone told me a beautiful line, I don't remember who it was, could be with someone in this room, I don't remember. He said, what's harmony? Harmony is for that split second when everything works. But the next split second, it's terrible. If you listen to just the harmony, it sounds atrocious. But when the harmony is being sung together with everything else, it all works. That's shalom, that's peace. Sometimes what we hear is, wow, that's terrible, and this and that. But when it all works together, and that only happens when we're to the ratzayin of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So lesson number one, which... You know, I should stop saying this because one time I'm, someone's actually going to take me up and then when I say this is enough and you're all just going to walk out. But this itself is a lesson for life. Is that what are we doing on this world? What are we doing? God gives us control. God says, you have control of your life. You could do what you want. And our job is to take that control, do as much as we can do, but then go to sleep at night saying, ultimately, God is running the show. At the end of the day, I have to try as much as I can. But when the whole world seems to collide in front of me, you know what I say? It should also be blessed. God, you know what's going on over here. 
And that itself brings the ultimate bracha. So the truth is, we really should stop now. It is getting a little bit late, but I'm going to share, I'm going to share, um, I'm going to share one more, one more, one more nice, nice um, uh, one more nice approach. Let's just go, just to answer the question a little bit, because that, that we only answer the question one way. How do we perceive Yaakov Avinu? But what about from the world of Yaakov Avinu itself? So this is, this is a deep idea, deep idea. I don't, I don't know if this is a 10 o'clock at night idea. But uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I don't know if anyone else had a strong coffee before we started. But uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. This, this is a little bit difficult. I'm going I'm to first explain it in the, usually you say it, and then you say the mashal. I'm going to start with the mashal. I'm going to start with the mashal to understand it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's the mashal. What is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? The way that I was explained to it from someone who explained it from a psychologist is that the two sides feed off each other. What that means is sometimes a person's evil part of him is feeding off of his good. For example, he'll do something good. Why? To lure that person in to do something evil. And unfortunately, if we were to creep into the mind of some very, very evil people, this is often what you see. Sometimes you'll see when, uh, you know, sometimes it's when it's a terrible crisis and a certain person does something horrible. And sometimes when you creep into his mind, what you realize is that everything that he did good was just fueling his evil. Now, it's a difficult thing to think about because when we hear that, it makes us lose faith in humanity. And it makes us want to say that, how do we ever trust anyone? And it is difficult. And we like to believe more, which is also an approach that God created temptations. And sometimes people fall, which is true. But this is a little bit of a deeper idea that sometimes if we creep deep into the psyche of a person, it's his evil that is f- being fueled by his good. Says the Svas MS, the opposite of that is true as well. Sometimes, sometimes the Sheker is going to be there to fuel the MS. Says the Svas MS, when Yaakov Avinu was quote-unquote lying, he was only doing that because his deepest and innermost desire was to get the brachis, which he knew he had to get. And therefore, it's not called a sheker. It's a similar idea to that, that which we know that you're allowed to lie for shalom. We know that Hashem's name is a race for peace. And we wonder, how could I lie for shalom? That's, that's paradoxical. That's counterintuitive. It makes no sense. If I'm lying, it's not peace. The answer is no, because I'm lying because the end result is this a end justify the means, means justify the ends. Let's not get too philosophical. But the point is, says the Svas Emes, and I'll just read you a few words. He says, the Yaakov Avinu took these brachas b'mirma with trickery. Yeshlomo mizek, he k'day lachosega emes be'emes rishoyin lasus al yedei arma. That when you're trying to get the ultimate truth, you can get there sometimes through the arma. And this is a uh, This is something that, you know, everyone could uh, think about on their own. It's a little bit of a difficult idea. If you think about it too much, it will definitely lead you down the wrong paths because, you know, this sort of maybe is where Robin Hood comes from and this maybe is where people start concocting ideas that, you know, I'm, I'm ultimately going doing this for the good so it's okay for me to do that and obviously no one should do that. That's horrible. But a Yaakov Avinu could do that. A Yaakov Avinu with his Ruach HaKadosh and now we can maybe understand at some simplistic level what was he thinking? What he was thinking was this is not called a Sheker. This is called a Sheker to get to the MS. But... 
I don't want to double on that point. It's a deep point, and it definitely could lead people to do the wrong things. So what we'll conclude is with the following statement. I'm learning to see Sharm. We just had a whole uh, nice idea about Sheker, about how, how terrible Sheker is. If you think about the letter Sheker, and this should help you remember how bad Sheker is, the Shin is a point at the bottom. The Kof is a line at the bottom. The Resh is a line at the bottom. Sheker ain't loy regalayim. The letters of Sheker all are standing on points. They just topple over. MS is the exact opposite. The Aleph has two legs on the bottom. The Mem has a flat bottom. The Tuf has two legs on the bottom. MS will forever be Mekuyim, will forever stand. Sheker will not. And I will say we'll conclude with that. I just want to add off one last line for, for good chizik purposes. At the end of the day, you know what happens with Yaakov and Esav? Yaakov Avinu received the bracha as an Esav. What does that mean? And this is also probably an idea we'll talk about on Shabbos. Is that forever and all eternity, that when someone might feel like an Esav, when someone might appear like an Esav, Yaakov Avinu, for all eternity, received the blessings so that no one should ever despair. Is that at any point in life, someone feels that my externals are horrible. I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm lost. No one is as hairy and as ugly as he was at that moment. And yet, he received the ultimate blessing to teach us that if there's ever a point in life that we might feel that in externally we're not there, we always have to remember that internally there is always that spark, there is always that blessing that Yaakov received for all mankind to never ever despair. This is obviously a very basic Jewish concept and we can't end this Rosh Chodesh Kislev without mentioning this is of course the Pintal Yid and this is of course the fire of Hanukkah and this is of course the fire that pushes away the darkness is that there's always something deep inside and the Sfasem says that specifically he had to receive the bracha looking like an Esau so that for all eternity no one will ever despair.